everyone. This is Jess with Fork and Lens. I am very excited to introduce today's guest. Today we have Brenda Briggs from Rice Fruit Company in Gardners, Pennsylvania with us. She serves as the Vice President of Sales and Marketing and also serves on the Board of Directors for the U.S. Apple Association. Brenda received her bachelor's from Dickinson College, followed by her MBA from Mount St. Mary's University. She's experienced and passionate about bringing local, eastern-grown premium apples to market. Sourcing locally grown fruit brings fresh produce to consumers, supports the local economy, and reduces the carbon footprint of food travel. Brenda works diligently to educate and connect consumers with the value of the agriculture industry. A better understanding of where your food comes from promotes support of orchardists and farmers who help feed the community. Rice Fruit Company's sweet-natured premium apples have been a leading competitor in the apple industry for more than 100 years. Thank you so much for joining us, Brenda. Welcome to the Fork and Lens Podcast, brought to you by Visco. Ooh, smells delish. <laughs> Agriculture has many qualities that can be impacted by you at rice or by the growers on the farms, but then there's also qualities that are completely out of your control. They're out of all of our control, weather, you know, climate, all those different things, frost even, because um, we dealt with that a little bit this spring. So tell me about kind of how rice goes about controlling quality when you can't control all of the quality pieces and through the growing process as well as packaging and all those different things. Sure. Um, there are so many things that can happen in nature that impact our quality the quality of the fruit that our growers are growing. We can't do anything about that, but we have uh, a very experienced person who's our grower service representative, and he works with our growers throughout the year, um, keeping up with their growing practices, the varieties they're planting. But when it comes to go time at harvest, he is out there bringing in small samples from different lots of fruit, so that we can test its internal qualities for whether the sugars are developing or whether we need to make it wait a few more days until it comes in. So the first mm -hmm. step is making sure we're really close to that optimum time for the growers to harvest and then we bring it in. Um, we store it in great big refrigerators called controlled atmosphere rooms. In those rooms, um, we seal away the fruit, we bring the oxygen levels down and it kind of puts them to sleep. So they still respirate and they're still a living, breathing item, but they, they go to sleep and it keeps them almost at the same quality and we can market them over the next uh, six to nine months. But on our packing line, we have very advanced technology. We have equipment um, technology and computers that take pictures of the outside of the apple. It weighs it and looks at the shape. So in a particular box of fruit, all the apples are gonna be the same size. It also can do a reflection, a reflection into the internal part of the apple to look and see if there's any internal defects. If um, water got inside and it's starting to decay or there's um, some browning or something that happens because it's a perishable product, uh, we're able to sort all those things out and put the best apples into the boxes. And this is something that you and I talked about before, but the um, relationship of the liaison from rice to the growers. 
What does that look like? And how does marketing kind of play into that as well? Because that's a huge benefit to what Rice does. Sure. So Rice Fruit Company has been around for over 100 years. And Rice Fruit Company is the storing and marketing and packing end of, of the apple business. But the Rice family also has orchards. And then we market for about 30 other growers in our local area as well as some from New York and Maryland. So there's a very integral part relationship between our team and our individual growers. They have their own family businesses. They're completely independent, but they rely upon us for um, advice on what to plant and to market their fruit profitably for them. Many of them we've been dealing with for generations. Um, their grandfathers and their great-grandfathers bought their fruit to our company and over the years. Uh, so there's just that long, rich heritage. Um, our grower services representative, he, this is his 51, 51st harvest. So wow. he was an apple grower. He had his own packing house years ago. And now he works for us. He's also, uh, he was my first, first mentor in the industry uh, a couple of decades ago. How cool um, is that? <laughs> it's so cool. And when he came to work with us, he's such a wonderful mentor. He takes us out into the orchard. So I'm out in the orchards a fair amount with him talking to our growers and I'm head of our marketing department. So mm -hmm. it's a really great time for me to talk to them, for them to ask me questions. Um, they trust us. They trust us to do the very best job we can for them. Uh, it's not just a, a job for growers. It's our way of life and something that they take care of an apple. It takes literally a year for that tree to go to sleep and develop the, the flowers that get pollinated and then the apples that grow into those wonderful tasting pieces of fruit that we harvest in the fall. So there's a very close relationship between our growers and, and our team. So how does that play into your marketing efforts then? Oh, it's an integral part of it. Um, and, and under these times during this COVID pandemic that we're living in, it seems like it's even more highlighted. Um, mm -hmm. People seem even more interested in knowing about local farmers and supporting local businesses and having fresh local fruit. Uh, our local retailers are fantastic. Most of them have, that have stores here in, in this area of Pennsylvania also have stores across the mid-Atlantic and maybe even a little farther out uh, into New England or further south. And they're so supportive of our company and our growers. We're usually one of the first regions to come to market each fall because we're a little bit farther south than New York or Michigan or even Washington State. Um, so we have first to market Honeycrisp and Gala and all the popular varieties people are looking for. And um, they're just fantastic. Um, mm -hmm. They will advertise them in their flyers. They'll put pictures up of our, um, our growers. Uh, and it's just a real, you know, the fall comes and people have that old feeling of storing up for the, the winter. And, and there's just some really nice, feelings of childhood coming back of harvest and apples and apple cider and mm -hmm. so it's it's just a really nice relationship uh, to have the support of local retailers well and i think that's interesting because you know i agree with you i think local is 
kind of becoming local 2.0 right now. <laughs> yeah. We were on a local trend and I think it's becoming hyper local now. And Rice does such a good job of working within its region and not trying to necessarily work outside of that region. And while you, yes, supply people up into New England and down into Southern states, it's not like you're trying to push things out West or, um, you know, to the South, like towards Texas or anything like that. But I think it's kind of neat because you're supporting local by doing what you do and bringing those faces to the forefront. But you're also really trying to stay true to the product and the freshness of that product as well. Yeah. And the flavor makes all the difference. I mean, I grew up in apple country. I know. <laughs> when you start talking about Honeycrisp, I'm like, ooh, I have a craving now. Um, but tell me a little bit more about how you managed to keep things local and then also what that local movement means to the growers as you kind of market that, you know, local focus. How does that kick back to the growers as well? It's just there's such a nice connection locally with, you know, when we're packing, when we're packing apples, we're buying um, boxes from our local box manufacturer. We're buying poly bags from local companies. The trucking companies that we, we use are often family-owned businesses very close to us. So there's so much connection between the ag industry supporting all of these uh, related companies and all the people who are employed by them. And then there's such a nice story being told either at a farm market or at a grocery store. You know, you can go to a local farm market and find this and also find those same apples at a local grocery store. And so um, it's just a nice feeling for consumers. They're, they're getting a local product that hasn't had a lot of food miles on it. Mm -hmm. uh, it's fresh, it tastes great. We do a really nice job growing fruit and packing it. It's a consistent, uh, I mean, our customers know that we can pack a box of apples and have it on a truck by the end of the day and at their dock within a few hours. So mm -hmm. there's just that great service and turnaround. But then people going into the store like myself or our growers when they go in and they see their fruit, um, there's just something so rewarding about that. And mm -hmm. I know when I talk to our buyers, our produce buyers who do business with us, they have that same wonderful feeling about our employees are from the area, our stores are from here, our growers are our partners. They're not just a supplier. And so there's all of that kind of emotion of supporting the people that you live with and who are your part of, make up your community. Well, and that's, I think that's kind of key is just the pride that people take in their work and those local relationships. It really is a community and it's recognized as a community. And I think that's, it's always interesting for me to watch because I'm not necessarily part of it, but I'm very close to it. And the sense of how everyone helps out one another and make sure that everyone's getting the benefit of it as well, whether it's the grocery store or the trucking company or the packaging, com the pr packaging company in the sense of the people who are producing the packaging or the distributor like yourself who is, you know, packaging the apples literally in a bag or any other fruit for that matter. Um, you know, I just, it's a community feel. And when you're in those areas, in those pockets, you feel that community sense in this 
whether you're talking to someone or you're at the farmer's market, there's just kind of this mutual camaraderie and respect for the hard work that everyone puts into it. That's very much the case. Yeah. Yeah. Very much. Okay. So let's go back to what you were telling me about how, you know, everything gets brought into rice and then they go into these big refrigerated rooms um, that are temperature controlled. And how do you kind of go about your quality assurance process then to make sure that everything is packaged and status quo to send it out? Uh, we'll start with our process of working with the growers at harvest to de determine the timing. And then as the fruit's coming in, some fruit is just perfect for being marketed as it's harvested. But three or four months down the road, maybe the maturity wouldn't be quite right. So we, we categorize it as to what needs to be marketed soon. And then some fruit um, might just need a little bit of time in storage to develop those sugars and they will continue to develop flavor in storage. So we'll separate it that way. And then we have a pre-sizing room, which looks like a great big swimming pool. And it has all of the equipment that our packing lines have. So it will look at the outside of the apple by taking 30 or 40 pictures. And it, so it determines its color and looks for any defects. It will weigh it to determine its size. And then it goes down a flume and put back into the harvest bins. So then all the fruit in that particular bin is about the same size, same color, same. And then it will go to the packing line and we'll have another sorting, both by humans, the people who work on our packing line and the equipment. Mm -hmm. It will look at the internals of, it, of the fruit so we can tell what the pressures are. You know, we wanted to have that nice crunch and that splash of juice that you like, that is so satisfying when you eat an apple. So our yes. technology, yeah, but it's kind of crazy. People will come in and have a tour and it, you just have no idea the kind of technology that goes into no. bringing each one of those apples to market. Uh, and then it's packed and palletized and coated so that we can trace every box of fruit back to the farm lot. So there's traceability there. It's palletized, kept in storage, and then it's loaded on refrigerated trucks and sealed when it's finished being loaded and then it goes off to off to market whether it's to a local retailer or to a wholesaler that will then resell it and that's how we do it okay so <laughs> this is blowing my mind um i never realized the amount of technology especially in that pool of the photography and you know the sorting yeah. that happens and it's all computerized which is crazy it to is. me I have to ask, how big is the swimming pool of apples? <laughs> I think it has 18 lanes. Wow. 18 that is lanes. huge. Yes. Very So it comes across a line and it'll go through the equipment that takes the pictures of the fruit. And then as it comes to each one of those lanes, it's programmed whether it's going to be a piece of fruit that goes into a bag or whether it's gonna go off to a local juice maker or a cider company because it, you know, it mm -hmm. doesn't have that shiny uh, fresh fruit to it, but it has wonderful flavor and makes great cider. Or it might be a larger apple that we will then put a sticker on and it'll be sold as a loose piece of fruit or a bulk fruit. Okay. And each lane will gather the apples. And when we know there's enough apples in that lane to fill a bin, it's gently filled back into a bin. Wow. 
that's so cool. And I think the neat part about that is, is you're really guaranteeing, A, the freshest ingredient for the consumer, but also the fact that the fruit that may not be um, of standard for that purpose isn't going to waste. Instead, it's going to the juice maker or the cider maker or whatever it is. And actually, it reminds me a lot. I was talking um, to Ben Wank from Three Springs Farm. Oh, yeah. And um, he was telling me how, and I'll, can, I'll uh, mark this in the show notes, but during his interview, he was talking about how um, he takes the cider that doesn't sell at market, and then he brings it back and makes the hard cider for plowman cider out of it. And it yeah. just becomes this forgiving effect of the age of food product and being able to turn it into something else. Like I know, and this is a very simple example, but like when my bananas start going bad, I freeze them. And when I have enough, I make banana bread. Um, Me too, sir. Right. So it's just that thought process of repurposing, reusing, and making sure that we're looking at, you know, the amount of waste that we're producing and trying to yeah. scale that back as much as possible. So it's really Absolutely. interesting. And it's neat that you have technology that just kind of does all of that for you. <laughs> it helps us do all of that for us. Yeah. yeah. And then we have to find a market for every piece of fruit, you right. know, whether it's a second grade or it's uh, going to be made into apple, applesauce or cider, whatever right. it is, there's a market for it and we know how to get it to where it needs to go. So, okay. We're talking a lot about apples, but I also know that rice does more than apples. You do a lot of stone fruit as well, correct? We have done stone fruit um, for the entire, <laughs> for all of our history. But this year is the first year that we won't be packing stone fruit. Wow. So you're just doing apples now. We are just doing apples now. Okay. Yeah. There's but still yeah. a nice base of stone fruit in the county. Yeah. Um, but for us, um, Honeycrisp and Gala have become such uh, a phenomenon that those two seasons sort of collide for us. Mm -hmm. um, our stone fruit for, for our area is sort of late July through September. And the early honey crisps start in the second week of August. And so over time, it's just become a little more difficult for us to manage the two. So we're going to concentrate on apples now. And some of the other um, packers in the area are going to keep doing peaches, so they'll still be a great supply. I mean, they're one of my favorite things in the whole world to eat <laughs> and just grow the best peaches. There's something about having a local peach that can be harvested tree ripe, and it's just incredible. You just can't ship a peach across the country and have the same kind of flavor. So, um, yeah, it's still a really important piece of fruit, but we're, we're concentrating on apples now. Well, and that's interesting because what I was going to ask you was how do those swimming lanes work with peaches or with, so that's the efficiencies that you've set up. Yes. Well, we've had the precisor for apples right. forever. Um, and we were the first, probably we had a precisor probably a couple of decades before other East Coast packers did, but it's mm -hmm. just an integral part of how we run our business but peaches would sink. They just wouldn't, they don't float like apples. So we'd have to change our, there's that too. Yeah. But you know, the, the grocery store business has changed in terms of stone fruit and mm -hmm. apples. It used to be uh, 10, 20 years ago, probably that there weren't uh, early apples. 
And so peaches were, were a much more prevalent item in grocery stores, at least through September, when things like reds and golds started coming in. Mm -hmm. And now we have these August apples that are taking over the world and they have taken up our, our line time. And so the transition. It is a transition. It is. Wow. So we've talked about the big swimming pool of apples. We've talked about yeah. how it all gets packaged and sent to the store. Um, is there anything else that you want to add? Um, I would say the other thing that I would add is something that no, no one really sees, but it's such an important part of what we do. And that is food safety. Food safety has always been ingrained in what we do. But about 10 years ago, it became um, regimented a requirement to have a third party auditor come in and do formal inspections. And sometimes those inspections last a couple of days. Mm -hmm. We do uh, an independent audit as well as a USDA audit in our facilities. But we also have a food safety director on site. And she not only manages our food safety program at Rice Fruit Company, but she also works with each and every one of our growers. They all do food safety audits at their orchards. And she schedules those and helps with the, the training and the updates and all the things, you know, just it's an ever-changing environment. And every August and September, she helps schedule their audits and works with the auditor that comes on site. And it's just an added service to growers because you know, what they do best is being out in the orchards and caring for their trees. And suddenly there's these more bureaucratic things that come into play, but really important. Um, yeah. And so there's, there's that as well. So how does she communicate the food safety guidelines to the growers? And how much impact does that have on how the growers go about, A, trees, but also just harvesting the fruit off the trees? She has a big impact uh, because she's, she's incredibly dynamic and she loves what she does. So she will put together binders for them that are all color coordinated and in the same order for each grower. So when she goes to meet with them, it helps her system work better. Um, we have springtime meetings where we give updates or she gives updates about um, nuances or changes in laws and regulations. Um, and she's just always at their disposal. So she will go out to the farms and work with them. She'll have in-office meetings with them and we do training sessions. So it just gives them, um, I mean, they're the professionals. They're very good at what they do and they have right. a great sense of what needs to be done. But I think for them, because they're so busy taking care of so many things, it's, it's reassuring to have us providing that kind of support, particularly the person that we have. She's just so organized and good at what she does. So they know that they have somebody that's there to answer any questions or to talk through, you know, what's the best way to do this or that. And, and I just think it provides a really nice support. Well, and it sounds like rice has really become a pillar of support for the local growing community in the sense of providing marketing and distribution and food safety and all those different things that really allows them to do what they're good at, which is being out in the fields, yeah. just like you said. And I think that just goes back to that whole community local feel of let's all do our part to make sure that as a community, we have 
our well-being, our income, and also providing the best product to the people who are purchasing it. Absolutely. The growers do what they do really well. It's not, it's not my expertise, <laughs> but I know I can rely upon them to do the best job that they can possibly do under the weather conditions that present themselves. Mm -hmm. and, and over the years, it's been pretty fantastic. So at the same time, if we have somebody that can provide them with the support that they need, then, then it's a perfect marriage to, to do those it different is. things. Yeah. And it, yeah, I mean, it's just nice that they have a partner that they can go to and say, hey, like, I'm experiencing this. Is anyone else? Or do you have any yeah. insight? Or, you know, all those different things that almost becomes like your, their own personal professional development. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and services. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and now that you mentioned that there's another component that exists in Adams County that is another a group of professionals that provide support both to rice fruit company and the growers. And that is the Penn State Fruit Research Lab in, yeah. in Biglerville. Mm -hmm. And a lot of the scientists, they live in the community and they do their research on things that we say to them, we need help figuring out this, this keeps presenting itself and how do we, how do we get better color on an apple in August when it's really hot? Mm -hmm. uh, what does the tree canopy need to look like? What other kind of tools are available? You know, that's right. just one example. Or the growers might see something that's happening in the orchards and they'll talk to us and together we'll, we'll work together. And the researchers are such great partners to help us with storage techniques or growing techniques, whatever it is. Um, it's just another another part, I guess, the other part of that triangle between the <laughs> growers, our marketing group, and then our researchers, yeah. the, the really great job that they do to help us. It just goes to show it takes a village. It's true. It's true. <laughs> it really is. Yeah. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Brenda. I appreciate you joining me today. Thank you for having me. I really appreciate you shining a light on the local industry, because sometimes I wonder if people who are not connected to agriculture, if they recognize that there is such a big industry here in Pennsylvania and that often the apples they're buying are from Pennsylvania and mm -hmm. that they should look for them so that they yes. are supporting the local industry. Uh, yes. There's just some fantastic, every kind of flavor and variety available and supporting the local community is just an added benefit on top of having something great to eat. Well, and you're supporting not just the growers, but, you know, the packaging company and the people that work there and the trucking company and the people driving and all these different components and they all come together and work together. So it's very important. Yes, it is. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Fruit Company can also be found on LinkedIn as well as Instagram and at ricefruit.com. Every snack is better shared just like apples are. Feel free to share a fork and lens with your team, colleagues, and friends. If you enjoyed today's message, please subscribe to get weekly access to new recipes for creative and marketing success. Also, feel free to leave a review in the footnotes. You can also check us out at forkandlens.co or visco.co. Until next time.